Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Bar Path Fitness, here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. Today, we have a Q&A podcast. Yeah, so like usual, we are doing three questions um, as of now. If you have questions, hit us up on the social meds, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Join our Facebook group, Stronger Than Your Boyfriend. Ask yes. us questions there. So, Okay, question number one. How does age affect strength training? Okay, so this is a good question. Um, I think of strength training like investing in the stock market, right? Or anything really, any asset you're investing um, into. The earlier you start, the better you're going to be overall. But it doesn't matter when you start as long as you start, right? So this can be when you're 80 years old or when you're 15 years old. Obviously, the 15-year-old will have many more years of the benefits of strength training and will possibly be in a better health position overall. But that doesn't mean that an 80-year-old can't improve their health with strength training. It's not a lost cause at any age. And just because you start later in life doesn't mean you have just been wasting away, right? Like, So, okay, technically, I guess as you continue to age, your body kind of withers away, you know, little by little, the older you get. But you can combat that with strength training. So you should you know, moral of the story, do it at any age, really. Yeah, there is a specific percentage of muscle mass that we lose every year after the age of like 30 or 35, according to a study that I actually haven't found yet. <laughs> I need to go back and find that because yeah. I'm curious, like, were these people untrained? Were they trained? Like, what's their story? Did they play sports? Like, I feel like that number is... I'm going to guess that they're undertrained people. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Um. So, so uh, obviously, the way that we fight that is through strength training, right? So you can actually fight aging through strength training. In fact, many studies have shown the benefits of strength gains and the improvements in longevity overall when resistance training. And uh, when we look at it from a perspective of weight loss, actually, um, and we have this um, in our blog, so I will link to the study and then I'll also link to the blog about this. And we did a podcast on this topic way back when we first started podcasting. Yeah. It's one of our po most popular episodes. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Um, a 2022 study brought to light the disadvantages of focusing on weight loss as a goal for health versus resistance training, obviously, right? So, um, and strength. So this study reviewed older women, average age, I think was 79. Um, weight, it looked at weight loss, grip strength, and mortality. And the findings indicated that grip strength and high scores on physical performance tests, like balance, gait speed, chair stand, things that you would need resistance training for, uh, lowered mortality risk, while weight loss was associated with increased mortality. Yes, you Meaning heard that you're right. you're going to die sooner yes. if you focus on weight loss. <laughs> Later in life, losing weight increases your risk of death and decreases longevity. This is due to the fact that people, women specifically, lose bone density and muscle mass as they age. And resistance training is the only way to combat those losses. So this study, this study shows the importance of for women to focus on strength training and, and mobility training and all that as they age. But um, just kind of wanted to pull that out there as yeah. a way that resistance training helps combat aging. Yeah, it's... It's really cool. I don't know. I, I How long have I been strength training now? Over 10 years. And you would think, okay, when I 10, what over 10 years ago was I was 18 or 19, right? Like, and I just feel so much stronger with 10 years of strength training under my belt. And right. granted, like, I probably wasn't even quote unquote, doing it right when I first started, but I was still doing something. And, you know, I've been I guess kind of following programs has given me a slight advantage over the years, especially when we're competing in powerlifting, where definitely it was, you know, programming was very important for yeah. that. But even if I wasn't and I was, you know, still focusing on those like big gross motor movements, like like squatting, deadlifting, you know, bench pressing, you know, any heavy pulling, etc. 
I just I feel like the analogy that I said, like it is like investing in the stock market, like the more you have, the more years you have under your belt, the Mm -hmm. stronger you're going to be. And that's just a really cool thing about strength training. And actually, it's kind of fun to age as you strength train, not saying like I want to age, I guess, but it's (laughs) when you think of the like muscle memory effects and just how Mm -hmm. much stronger and more stable I feel. And I'm not talking about just like weight on the bar, right? Because those you, you can't gain strength linearly like that like I can't just continue to add weight on the bar for squats and I'm squatting a thousand pounds as like a you know small female right but it's more of like I just feel more stable I feel like I have more control over my body and I just feel like um well obviously my muscle mass has improved which means like my body composition has yeah. gotten a lot better over the 10 Aesthetically, years too. there's like a muscle maturity yeah look that like if you look at master's level bodybuilders powerlifters, like people that are you know 40s and up and they've been doing it for a long time yeah. they have this really nice it's actually like pretty competitive in the master's bodybuilding and like figure and bikini categories because of that yeah because they have those years of strength training under their belt and they have that muscle maturity yeah and like just going back to the question like how does it affect you as you age i think the programming is going to be very important depending on where you're at and how old you are and how long you've been strength training like i plan on you know doing some heavy squatting and deadlifting until i'm you know as old as i can can do that yeah 120 (laughs) but like if someone if you're just starting out and maybe you're we're on the 40 or 50 and you're kind of just getting into strength training like you don't need to do that stuff like we can work with different variations that helps you specifically like you don't need to have you know the end all be all like you know back squatting x amount of pounds and deadlifting x amount of pounds it's really just like what are you doing as long mm-hmm. as you're doing some type of strength training mm-hmm. but that's the the most important factor to consider when you're thinking of it as in relation to your age like your experience with it so far if any and where your current limitations are so right uh, but that yeah. can be your goal if you're no, no yeah yeah i think it should be everyone's goal to be able to, to do be that strong as hell yeah. yeah like i mean i have a couple older clients and they started older in life uh, or later in life and you know some of them they're strength training two to three days a week and i think they connect it to more like how they feel during the day because like yeah. i feel like once you get past a certain age you don't really give a flying fuck about your aesthetic so much <laughs> and you're just like i just want to be able to move well and like walk my dogs and like play with my grandkids well, and or not whatever. get hurt you know yeah, the not risk get hurt. for falls when you get older is you know it just goes up but if you're strength training yeah the the person yeah there's some crazy percent like older women especially if they fall after a specific age and they haven't been strength training their risk of mortality is like like 80 or 90 percent i feel like i read once that those might not be the exact numbers <laughs> but it's very very high which is very scary because if you break your hip you're kind of i mean you can't do anything yeah right so all right okay question two um can strength training improve my cardiovascular health yes it sure can so think about it this way so every every set that you do your heart rate goes up and then during your rest periods your heart rate comes down right so it's it's kind of a form of I want to say interval training, although it's not, you know, high intensity, I guess it could be if you're doing like sets of 20 reps on squats depends. or something, I guess it depends on what you're doing, but don't think of it that way when you're doing your strength training, but it's just kind of a, an added benefit, right? So uh, you're, you're using your muscles every set, which requires oxygen. So your heart is going to pump faster and you're going to breathe harder or faster. So you can technically, technically say like lifting weights is a form of cardiovascular exercise, even though that's not the adaptation we're really looking for as far as like i guess the the majority of adaptations you're trying to achieve is more of the strength and muscle stimulus but it is a nice side benefit i would say so yeah yeah. so yeah there was a study showing 
older of course it's done on men but they were older men at least i think they were all between 70 and 80 years old and they only did strength training and basically they tested their um basically like sub maximal aerobic capacity like they weren't going all out it wasn't their vo2 max but they definitely show it showed significant improvements in their cardiovascular fitness just from doing the strength training um but yeah like i said i know it's a study on men like usual but i think we can logistically apply this to women and people of all ages as uh, as well so yeah. yeah on the other hand um I, I think the more endurance you have also the better you'll be able to recover in between your strength training sets yeah which means um the more you're going to get out get out of every set so you can bring more intensity to the strength going forward so it is good to we talked about this in another podcast too that i think I think came out before this one. I'm not sure of the order, but yeah, it's who knows? it's about cardio and how we don't hate cardio and what the benefits are to actually train for cardio and things like that. So go back and listen to that if you yeah. want more. So details. I would, yeah, just mainly assess where you're at with that. Like if you're doing your strength training workout and you're just completely gassed in between sets, like you can't get your heart rate to come back down to actually right. recover, to bring that intensity to the next set, you probably need to be doing some cardiovascular exercise um, in and of itself, like or by itself, um, apart from your strength training, right. just so you can get better at your strength training, right? But also you can, like, I don't know, like I mentioned, if you're doing sets of like 20 reps on squats or deadlifts, like you're gonna be getting some cardio benefits from that. So um, it's not like obviously the adaptation really you're wanting to gain, but it, it is, it will definitely improve it. So. Right, right. Okay, question number three. How does the paleo diet compare to other popular diets? Yeah, so I picked this question just because like the paleo diet is kind of arbitrary here as far as like comparing popular diets. But I do want to talk about it because I feel like it's been pretty popular the recent in the most like the past 10 years, I would say ever since CrossFit came into the game, which I want to touch yeah. on. But so basically the paleo diet, also known as quote unquote, the caveman diet or the primal diet that's super I don't know, um, popular on Instagram these days. But anywho, um, so it's basically based on the idea of eating the same foods that our ancestors ate during like the paleolithic area <laughs> There's right a lot of air quotes going on over yeah here. <laughs> it's just like come on guys like <laughs> we don't fucking know <laughs> anyways okay so basically it's meats fish fruits and vegetables so it eliminates Sounds good though yeah it's great but we're gonna we're gonna get into the nuances here <laughs> it eliminates all grains legumes which is like beans lentils all that stuff um and processed foods which is a great part of it um some studies have shown that the paleo diet may lead to weight loss uh, weight loss, um, improved blood sugar and reduced inflammation. But like, that's just because they're eating mostly whole natural foods. That's what I'm going to guess. Right. Um, in, in comparison to other popular diets, and I'm talking like maybe like keto diet or the Mediterranean diet, the paleo diet. Um, well, I guess along with the, it's kind of similar to, to the keto, it's relatively high in protein and low in carbohydrates. Um, although like, I feel like a lot of people who do keto don't eat a lot of fruit. Um, but anyways, it's just an emphasis on the healthy fats and the protein um, and a lower carbohydrate intake. Um, and I guess like the carb sources are fruits and like root vegetables. Like it just seems very limiting to me. Um, so yeah, I the moral of the story here is like it's a great diet to follow if you if you need to follow a diet that helps you stick to whole natural foods. But the most important thing is to find a diet that you can stick to because one diet like isn't really better than the other. Like I think there's maybe a small like cohort of studies that show the Mediterranean diet actually is pretty good for overall health and longevity because it's very um, diverse in what you can eat. But 
I don't know. Again, like I like the paleo diet because it promotes eating whole foods, but it can be very restrictive. It cuts out of cuts out a lot of really delicious carb sources. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, can't you not eat like peanut butter and green beans? No, it's yeah, it's stupid. Those are two foods that I feel like I love because that would be hard. Yeah, because (laughs) technically a peanut and a green bean, they're considered legumes, which is in like the bean or whatever category. So it's just so like, why do we care so much about that? Like, we've said in the past it's hard enough getting people to eat mostly whole like nutrient dense foods like peanut butter is nutrient dense green beans have good nutrients in them too like why are we cutting out entire food groups like especially especially minimally processed foods like it just seems really counterintuitive so i don't know it's a lot of the studies that i was trying to dive into like there's some evidence but not super strong evidence for like improving health markers compared to these other popular diets, but like it's very minimal. So like if you love the paleo, paleo diet, you feel amazing on it. Great. I love that for you. Keep doing it. But like if you're trying to figure out, okay, what's best for health and weight loss, like any food that's going to one, make uh, ensure that you're eating enough protein and mostly whole foods, that's going to help you for the aesthetic slash weight loss benefits that you're looking for. Right. But as far as like long-term health, it so far long-term studies don't really show any benefit overall for the paleo diet so um yeah again like it just depends on the person crossfit kind of made this diet popular yes um which to me makes no fucking sense (laughs) because crossfit workouts are so demanding they're super glycolytic which means the, the workouts they're doing are so intense that you they literally your body needs the carbs to fuel those yeah. workouts like no wonder everyone started burning out with crossfit because all you're eating is fruit like how many pieces of fucking fruit can you eat a day like not that much Wait, can you like potatoes and stuff can you oh paleo? i think you can yeah. eat potato can you eat sweet potatoes can you eat regular potatoes see this is where it's so fucking dumb <laughs> <laughs> like okay maybe you could eat sweet potatoes but not regular potatoes or can you i, I have like no that. clue but i just think it's dumb like why can't you eat green beans like come on that's a very it's a nutrient dense food like i don't know if there's good fiber in it like anyways so yeah like regarding the weight loss aspect like i said i feel like this is you know part of what people mostly want to know listening to this like it can help you lose weight because you'll feel satiated from eating more protein because your foods are so restricted in this paleo category you're probably going to eat more protein because it's one of the main foods you can eat so it will cause you to eat less and that's what's going to help you with the weight loss it's not a magical diet right the magic comes from you're figuring out what foods work for your body and what you can stick to consistently that consists of whole natural foods and eating enough protein. Like how many fucking times can I say it? So, yeah. Okay. So I think that's it. Good yeah. rant. Is that it? Am I done? I think, I think I'm done. done. I'll be done. You're done. Till next time. All right. <laughs> so so if you want to ask questions, please uh, do so. If you're on our email list, you can actually just reply to the emails that we send every Friday as well and ask a question there. That's one of the easiest ways to ask as well as in our Stronger Than Your boyfriend Facebook Facebook and slide into the DMs on the Instagram if you also want to ask us a question and please share this podcast with all of your friends cool and lame friends the ones that eat green beans and the ones that don't and the ones who like peanut butter because if you don't like peanut butter I don't trust you 